podcast listeners of the Reject Nation, we are going to watch She-Hulk episode... <laughs> really, what episode seven. is it? Seven. <laughs> seven. <laughs> seven. <laughs> I made a whole joke in the YouTube. <laughs> yeah, all right. It's the good stuff for YouTube. To listen, get ready to listen to us talk. <laughs> seven? Oh. Props to Anuvalia, though. That recap made it way too obvious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the sinister <laughs> music. <laughs> they perhaps should not have spoon-fed us the <laughs> evil Josh plotline. It's one thing to suspect it. It's another thing to be like, yeah. Also, it wasn't like the beginning of the season. It was like the last episode. It wasn't like we'd forgotten Josh. We just met Josh. Yeah. We're excited to see that pay off, yeah. Remember this guy from five minutes ago? Well, he's evil. <laughs> remember him and remember the big bad. <laughs> evil? Evil! Same show that gives us Frogman gives us Porcupine. Hmm. Matadori. <laughs> Junior Varsity, my man. Hurtin' for a yurtin'. Porcupine's one of my favorite supporting characters in Jessica Drew, uh, Spider-Woman. And one day, one day. Yeah, get that laundry done. Dude, go to Luke Anderson. That's Saracen character. Sounds so familiar. Well, we got more vampires in the MCU, day by day. I think he's related to like a street-level hero. Or connected to. Something tells me there's not a post credit scene. You never know. Something tells me... That it's not going to be a post credits. Georgia, let's see it. Yeah. yeah. We got what we wanted. The Damn. Georgia logo. Favorite They got those tax We got breaks. the Georgia logo, Always baby. want that post credit scene about Georgia. It's funny, you know, if it's, there's something that just does subconsciously to your brain that if they place that Josh moment mm-hmm. after the credits, suddenly... We love feel that post credit. We feel scene. rewarded love, with a post credit scene. Love yeah, that acquisition know, right? of blood post credit scene. Three days just, earlier, just I was gonna say, like, place Bop. it a little different, and you're like, "Give us, I got what I want. Give us credits. credits. They're going. To, we're gonna want to wait five for that. credits. Yeah. Boom, post scene. I got some opinions about this episode. <laughs> Let's talk about it. All righty. Well, that was an episode. <laughs> it was. All right, it's gonna. It's gonna. I'm on a. I'm on a roll here with the unpopular opinions. He, he swings to. <laughs> he swings fro. He uh, swings to. I, I know. Last week I was like, I can tell people aren't really gonna like this episode. I thought it was a lot of fun, uh, and then this one in particular, it it was an interesting journey because in the first few minutes before you know they go to the abominations camp, uh, I was like, okay, this might actually be one of the most. Uh, purposeful stylistic choices mm-hmm. and there's such a great grip on the tonality of what they're capturing here like lo- we don't have time to like go into the whole backstory of josh get all this dialogue so let's just show their romance brewing through the visual language and i thought it was really well done and like you reference or one of you guys did miss marvel when they were mm-hmm. doing their stylistic choices which references scott pilgrim versus the world mm-hmm. so they were they, they had a good grasp on all that and then uh, around the time they, they show up at Emil Blonsky's place, you see, you guys got to understand something. If you're watching this on YouTube versus patreon.com slash the real rejects, you are <laughs> watching reaction highlights. Mm. So what you guys probably saw was the moments where all of us really enjoyed some of that stuff <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with everyone. It's the way it's cut up because it's reaction highlights. And so we're, we're cutting around that where, but though uh, I'll be honest, like it progressively got annoying to me, and 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 it was it really felt like a 
a bad parody. It felt like when, you know, SNL does a sketch of like the Avengers <laughs> and it it didn't feel like I didn't care for any of the chemistry with anyone. None of them sound like real characters. It all sounded like bad comedy writing to me. Like just straight up bad comedy writing with a with a random albeit great performed monologue uh from Jen mm. and somehow by placing it in this episode weirdly that monologue was not feeling earned to me so as great of a performance as it was i wasn't as connected to it as i was really craving to be craving the as i was craving to be connected to His it cameo was great. yeah <laughs> no. man imagine him in that session they would have just uh. They should, they should reference some of the people there. Because, yeah, we confirmed it. Manbull. Manbull. Daredevil. Also, Daredevil. Excellent Man-Bull. poll, man. I, I have not thought of Manbull. I, I've, I've, heard, I've heard I've heard a bunch of rumors of people who might appear in this show. All of them have come true so yep. far. <laughs> All those thing episodes. <laughs> and Manbull was one of those things that I remember learning Jason about. Jason Siegel of, crushing at his thing. <laughs> yeah. Doing the work. Manbull was one of those things I remember learning about Daredevil. It's I'm like, oh, your mother. Sue Storm. So, yeah, I... I didn't, and and also, um, the Emil Blonsky thing seemed to. I get the choice, you know, that someone might change after several years in prison or however long he's been there, be reformed. I get it, and there was something about that felt more enjoyable to me when you had a sneaking suspicion that there might be something like mm-hmm. false about what he's doing and the way he's presenting himself. That's what made it fun. And then for me in this episode, when you're like, oh, it's genuine. Okay, let me roll with this. I'm like, this is not fun anymore for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> and somehow I feel like you're robbing us of Abomination and a great character. Although they did show in the trailers that there's supposed to be another moment where he is Abomination, but if it's just going to be some joke. Like this to me started feeling like the thing I've heard people complain about of where you are making a... Because this wasn't like... You know how people sometimes defend this show, but like, guys, you don't get it. Just like a sitcom show, you know? It's I'm like, this didn't feel like that to me. This felt like a bad parody. And with a random c- couple heartfelt moments. So, yeah, uh, this was, uh, this, is, this is probably the one I liked the least out of every episode we've seen so far. Um, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> Koi, roll the dice. Go, Koi. Go, Koi. I, uh, you know, I felt like this episode was a "this isn't for me" episode, and I, I've really been looking at the enjoyment of you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we go into Phase Four, and it's been really interesting comparing it to other phases where I was like, "Oh, this is all for me." Not everything in Phase Four has been for me, and I've I think I've made myself enjoy things in a different way where I was like, "Oh, I don't usually like sitcoms." Maybe this is a gateway to sitcoms. And some of the episodes work in that vein, and some of them don't. This one did not quite work for me. Uh, I found myself, like, wanting to laugh, and then having that hollow moment of, like, <laughs> where I'm like, oh, no, that's not a laugh. That's me trying to use my diaphragm again. And it, and it just didn't feel <laughs> like I was experiencing humor. It felt like I was trying to experience humor. And that's not to say... It's in any one thing, the writing, directing, the acting, certainly not the acting. It's a tone thing. So I get why choices were made. I understand what the goals were, but it felt like, okay, I can understand the choices and the goals, but it doesn't mean they worked. So uh, I kept seeing a lot of pole vaulting and no landing. Um, I love Porcupine, one of my favorite characters in the modern comic era, because he's so sweet and endearing. And he, so the the arc I love with Porcupine is in um, Jessica Drew's Spider Woman. It is two arcs ago 
roughly 2016, 2017 Spider-Woman comic, she's a single mom. And uh, I, I, my mom raised me as a, as a teen mom, and it, it means the world to me to see strong women superheroes sometimes have kids. And like that's a very specific to coy thing. So this run on Jessica Drew means a lot to me. And Porcupine comes in, and he basically starts babysitting her child, out of the kindness of his heart, and then they grow to have a romance together, and it's out of the authentic sweetness of the character. Trust me, this makes sense and is worth this rant about a comic character. And all of these things make you care about Porcupine more and more, even though he's been a C-list villain, even though he doesn't have the direct chemistry of Jessica Drew, even though Jessica Drew has been duplicitous her whole life. Her parents are spies. She has a lot of messy backstory. She was a scroll. All of the things endear you to him more because of his open heart, that can't exist with this version of the character because now we've met him as a simpleton that felt like it was joking at Porcupine, not with Porcupine. I want to laugh with Porcupine, not at Porcupine. And now the character <laughs> that I really appreciate can't really be used in that way. And I feel like that about everything in this dynamic. A lot of these, these generalities undermine the integrity of characters that are even aware of their ridiculousness. Yeah, like I don't even really know these characters. Like uh, they from were the used, they were used as a a punchline, but they're right. not all. Like it, you, I me, you immediately get the sense that even if you don't know these characters, that this feels like a parody of them. Right, <laughs> and, and I'm it, like, and that's and a that prop, not, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not how you bring them in. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like the kind of dialogue they were given them is like when you pluck a, a popular character and you you give them like this relatable, hey girl, like yeah. kind it of dialogue. Fe it felt like a Prius commercial, not only because they said Prius Prime, but uh, also because it felt like one of those shots where you have this really well lit room. And there's a lot of things that are funny in a circle, and like that felt it. It had moments of of pure sketch. Yeah. This was an interesting episode to me, partly because I think, yeah, the conversation surrounding comedy and how it uh, relates to the MCU is, is quite interesting because if you're trying to reflect comics, yeah, I get the characters go through different iterations and are presented in different ways depending on who's writing them and all that stuff. And I feel like this show kind of... I can feel that under a microscope with this show, and I wonder if we get more things like this, if it will feel more natural in retrospect, but... This was an episode that I'm kind of in, I'm torn on because I largely found the experience of watching it relatively charming, but it, it felt more like a comic strip or, or something more slight, I guess. And yeah, you start off with this really dynamic opening sequence, a lot of visual storytelling, a lot of stuff that relies on, you know, just like filmmaking rhythm and energy and snap, and then you get partway into the episode, and then you... And I don't even begrudge it this uh, structurally. You you remove yourself from our main world by going out to this compound, and then the whole pace changes. And yeah, you get a lot of goofy, jokey stuff. And it made me think about last week because Mister Immortal, um, you know, I feel like that's an example. Perhaps not that I know the backstory of the character, but a Incredible. genius way to yeah I, yeah, I think so. It felt like a character who you so yeah funny. who you yeah <laughs> so consistently who you meet every time he came back. I was like. Yes. Yeah, and you meet that character, and that character <laughs> is obviously very quirky, heightened, and a bit ridiculous, but has such a clear perspective of his own that even when he's clashing with the room, you can tell, no, 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 this is how this character is. This character is very well-defined and well-drawn. And yeah, here I felt like they gave each... It was like I was in an improv show, and every yep, improver exactly, got a exactly. character, 10 minutes yeah. to back research backstory, and then it was kind of like watching the show that you judged at the... You CB the the you know like, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the whatever that yeah characters squaring off tournament kind of, of nerds tournament of nerds yeah. it kind of felt like that and uh, and yeah tournament so it's nerds like is way funnier than this 
<laughs> sure. And I mean, I think they derive an interesting, for me, they derived a semi-interesting blend of, okay, I, I guess I don't quite believe that all these things are as innocuous as they seem, and thus that's creating a certain tension. But I guess the further we get, the more I'm just like, well, like you said, okay, I guess Emil just is this guy now. Which to me I think is charming because he is so charming at he, it. Tim Roth was always charming, even though I didn't always love what it was happening to have him be charming. I was like, like Tim Roth's crushing this. Yeah, and I feel like you could make use of that moving mm-hmm. forward, and and you could even I feel like my problems are are less with his maneuvers and how that was written and blah 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 and how that was performed than it was more with everyone around them. Yeah, I'm feeling more like, hey, let's just grab some madcap characters from the DNC list and just kind of throw them in there and oh, yeah. yeah. This, <laughs> this made me more excited for Jen Walters in Captain America New World Order, which is the rumor. This made me more excited to see her in other things because I kept being like, wow, charming, funny, stunning, awesome. Like I kept having those moments with She-Hulk, but I didn't enjoy the show episode enough that I was like, it made me want more She-Hulk as I've experienced, but not more of this. And, and oh no. I feel like they had, I feel like they had enough time. It's like I think what you said is also very sharp because I was like, in a better episode, I would feel more emotional about Jen's little breakthrough, and I feel like they had enough time in mm. this episode to really sell that with actual character beats that might have been humorous rather than doing what feels like taking a lot of time to do bits, basically, and then spending a lot of the time on that. It's like you can feel the plot, but then the character journey feels very thin and very comic strip because of that yeah one note cork jokes about everyone <laughs> i get it yeah he thinks he's a vampire <laughs> we should use that three times we should keep going <laughs> it felt like they kept going yeah I, th- I think there's a lack of i think overall with the way this show is made because there's seven episodes and and there is a quality to this show that does feel like there's a bit of a lack of focus as yeah. much as I've been having fun with it, like I, I feel like the three of us have enjoyed this show way yeah. more than like what seems yeah. like a lot of people. Yeah. Just check yeah. out our YouTube <laughs> comments; they're full of enjoyment from all. So when I, I mean, yeah, when I, when I was watching this, and then when, time, when she did get to that speech, I, it did have me going. I feel like throughout these six episodes, we really haven't explored this struggle that she's had because this is so heavy the way she's delivering this and i feel like the show hasn't done that great of a job it's like there are moments you can pinpoint to it it's more of an emotional association with the way these scenes have been delivered and the aura of these of the emotional struggle because i've always picked up on it i've we've talked extensively about like what she's going through uh, underneath the surface but yet the weight of that hasn't really been spread out in a way that allows that scene to land of oh she's finally making that breakthrough because i was like i feel like we were just still building that shit up mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't not think ready we, to switch over i didn't think we were already at this point where she's like do what do people like about I, like it seemed like we were, were so there and i didn't really feel like we dealt enough with the struggle other than you know they've it's like yes i i know you can pinpoint the things of like yeah she got the career through she hulk um, the the guy who slept with her, who she was really into, slept with G Hulk instead of her. I, I still, and then the thing that they do with Jen 
often seems to be like people treat her like she's a, a, a nuisance randomly. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't really make sense because <laughs> yeah. she's so, like, it, it's the one, I mean, you see this joke everywhere, but like the most unbelievable bit of writing for She Hulk is that no one would fall in love with Tatiana Maslany. Yes. Like, what a staggeringly <laughs> perfect woman. That's the problem I, I have with that monologue of like getting to this point in the show is they've done such a good job at showing that one side of like, yeah, people kind of prefer to like spend time with She Hulk. Yet there are parts of Jen that I'm like, but what is? I don't see enough of Jen struggling as as Jen, right. other than some real quick uh, cliche stuff, and usually fairly quickly solved. Like usually, the Jen <laughs> stuff is like, all right, by the end yeah, of the episode, we sorted like, that out. Twenty two minutes. I will say though, I like positives. Eh. Whoever's training Tatiana Maslany and the work she's putting in, she has such incredible definition. And her obliques in this her episode. Her body. Just to a women's fitness breakdown. <laughs> I just, to, to have that dealt with tricep combo and the obliques and the leanness and the way she doesn't look bulky, the athleticism is just spectacular. <laughs> the other thing. I love how we got to talk positives. I got. <laughs> and the first thing I gotta you, let you do know. is go. Let me tell you. How hot that woman's body is. <laughs> I want to know her only workout good thing routine going on right now. I'm proud of her work. She's put in the work. You can tell. A lot of effort. A lot of hustle. A lot of work. A lot of diet restriction. It's very hard to look that lean. Good job, Tatiana Solani. Yeah. She's in great shape. <laughs> great shape. That's my positive. This also, this also did give me an interesting pang because we spend a lot of time in the group circle. And part of me, half my brain went, I wish we would spend this much time in any of those courtroom scenes. And then... B, when I, you said that, I was immediately like, God damn, he's right. Because <laughs> yeah. it is like way more at least immersed in that. But also, they have a great opportunity with Wrecker showing up to actually confront something that's real and that's like kind of difficult in actual life, which is like, oh, hey, this is actually like a person who's directly attacked me and now they're trying to reform and now I'm being asked to like be sympathetic towards them. That's a like a big conversation that I think you could handle both humorously and seriously, and I feel like that's something that in the spirit of the show, with it's plugged in as they seem to want to be about uh, just the day and age the show exists in and the kind of cultural debates we have, especially surrounding uh, you know like the treatment of women and stuff like that, I feel like that was an opportunity they didn't catch as well as they could have, because it's charming, again, as I found that odd character turn and the weird suspicion that it kind of guides you on that journey with at the same time i was like ah yeah i I wish you would take these opportunities even though this is a sitcom to like and you don't have to do a very special episode but like actually do do the meat of that because then that will also bolster tangentially you know the whole gen she hulk you know mixture storyline anyway the emotionality of that i know there's a slant that comes with the word sitcom as if that means like uh, just stupid jokes (laughs) but (laughs) there's been some great sitcoms out there where there are very fleshed out characters and and i think they could have had that moment the moments with those characters not be just the Oh, yeah, I thought that was really, uh, I was like, oh, no, show, what are you doing? It's bad. Because it's, it's bad, a better. It's bad sketch or what? Like the whole, t- the second man bull showed up. And I was like, oh, I kind of recognize someone. Yeah, good, good for you, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Point first appearance, though, come on, of man bull? I think it's better to su- to surprise, and it can be more funny, I think, to surprise, yeah, with an actual moment of vulnerability or a character beat than just a, a joke. That therapy, <laughs> that not therapy thing, but the, 
Because yeah, they make a mockery of of a meal. First off, so yeah, I'm like okay, it, it felt like laughing out not with again, and that's kind of my thing with porcupine. It didn't feel like yeah. we were laughing with, which <laughs> I did. Porcupine injustice. I am upset <laughs> about. Can you not feel my rage? Coy's against be porcupine. On you will see me in quiet a second. For a few minutes, like, that's porcupine. the thing with the porcupine. And then when you story. mess with <laughs> my boy porcupine, <laughs> who only wanted to take care of Jessica Drew's daughter, who only wanted him selflessly, I might add. Porcupine, he's all soft inside. He may be spiky on the outside, but inside he's all goo. Hashtag not Koi's porcupine. Not my porcupine. I thought that whole thing could have had heart. Sure. And it lacked. That's it, what I. Yeah. Lacked heart. That's what I wanted from that whole dynamic. That and that and we felt that a few times. Like when we have negatives about this show, it's the lack of seriousness. And it's not like Marvel doesn't know. Like obviously, it's everyone's different creative team. But it's not like they don't know how to balance comedy and drama typically. And yes, this is a different tone. But as you're saying, sitcoms don't mean thin. They just mean situational comedy. <laughs> yeah. These are situations yeah. wherein there can be comedy. <laughs> That's what you'd like. Well, Kevin Feige spread too thin, and, and Blade's only 90 minutes. I know. Is and that the thing? Saracen that? is the reason oh, yeah. the director quit. Everyone was yelling about Blade, and I was like, Koi I don't know at, at, I've been busy. Disney, what happened? At Disneyland today. Yeah, yeah, what happened? Did you see Blade? What do you mean, 90 minutes? Like, you got to cut. Best, our best friend, Jeff Snyder. Yep. He broke. Okay. And then it got everywhere. It's all over, all over the interwebs. Yep. That Blade... Is there a video on Blade? <laughs> right now, in real time. Tell <laughs> me in real double time. Double whammy. That, Here's that. my reaction. Well, I mean, it, it was like Blade director is going to leave. Not what? satisfied. Yeah. And then, sure enough, a little bit later, it was announced. Blade left. Great director left. And that the movie's only 90 minutes. And that there's only two action, two action scenes. scenes yeah. And that Mahershal leaves upset. And it was like all over Twitter. And I was like... Oh, okay. Well, maybe they can fix it. <laughs> <laughs> this is my response to it. it was like, Kevin will spread himself this way <laughs> towards oh, yeah. Blade and, and, and to fix and it. The other thing going around is like Kevin Feige is is apparently spread way too thin right now. Whoa! I feel like, like a that's pizza a dough inevitable. Roll. <laughs> I feel like that's a <laughs> foregone conclusion. That's crazy. You can't be Kevin Feige and not, not be spread every direction. You can't. But also, ninety minute Blade and upset Mahershala and the director quitting this deep in the game. That's why we've had three sets of Marvel announcements, no Blade. I mean, it might have been, uh, it must be, I mean, it's like that information came out and then a little bit later, Hollywood Reporter reported that the director left. And I was like, okay, this must be true. Dude, all they have to do is add 15 more minutes of action and it'll be great. If you guys think we're spoiling something, I'm like, what do we spoil there? A movie that may have, have <laughs> a that, possible like, runtime and a couple of like, only two hours. Like, we didn't spoil anything about the runtime. The runtime is actually the not done for, like, <laughs> the They might plot. reshoot the whole thing. The, the movie is about Mahershal Ali trying to make the movie longer. I don't, I don't think it's shot. You don't think? I don't think they shot it yet. How is it 90 minutes if it isn't shot? The script is the 90 script pages. Is 90 oh, minutes. it's like 91 90. pages, and they're like, that's about 90 minutes. That's about it. Where's my movie? I quit. Every page that is, is a montage. That is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Herschel is one of the best working. Like, I, if he, oof, that's that's a mess. Well, well, Marvel's over, guys. That's it. The canary is blade. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Probably made a bunch of jokes. Great delts, though. Great traps. <laughs> but her body, excellent oblique, excellent body. It's, <laughs> it's just the dedication, man. She put in the work. That's just that's not easy to do. I mean, this is every Marvel lead actor. 
Yeah, but you. I don't know. There's yeah, something. you don't fawn over Paul Rudd when he gets buff. <laughs> you haven't seen my reaction video. <laughs> 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 it's just you breaking down all of his different muscle groups. I mean, not, forget, not because it's a foregone conclusion that you got to get in shape, that it shouldn't be credited. No, <laughs> it's just yeah. hard work. We work hard. Well, I mean, it is a different type of... I, mean, I don't work as hard as these guys, or you. Uh, or but, you. But... Uh, Tatiana must. I just suddenly felt really fat, and I felt my stomach bloating <laughs> up. When he, when he said, I was like, yep. "Oh my god!" I, was, yep. I feel my stomach just bloating. Oh, <laughs> right don't like, look Whoa. at my hideous body. <laughs> like body dysmorphia. Dysmorphia in real time. Yeah. Is this happening in this real happening. time? I started really hot in here. The <laughs> mighty dysmorphin power ranger. <laughs> 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 dysmorphin time. Yeah. But yeah, the manatee. Uh, that was that was an episode. All it right, it was. All right, we're done. We're done now. Considering we talked about Blade and fitness. <laughs> 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 clearly this was on track. Clearly, clearly Where's we're, Punk? We're, we're just, just hanging give out. Give me more Punk. Big <laughs> fan of this episode. Every episode can be saved by an appearance by Punk. Guys, I know that Deadpool 3 was confirmed with Hugh Jackman this week, so the lack of Deadpool cameo is disheartening. I would have expected better from Marvel. Why didn't you give me a Deadpool cameo of the week that they confirmed it? Why didn't you do that for me? This... Well, I'll leave with this, too. Because, yes, you're all right about that. They quite. did Porcupine Dirty. It's been <laughs> Goddamn wrong, Porcupine <laughs> Man, just for Porcupine. Take a drink. Uh, re- recast Porcupine. Um, <laughs> what? I, I, I'm not going to jump the shark yet and say I'm worried about how they're going to handle Daredevil because something tells me that they're going to be so aware yeah. that they have Daredevil <laughs> that they got to make it the best it could be. Yeah. Granted, I wasn't a fan of Hawkeye when it came to Kingpin. Mm-hmm. So I am a bit nervous. I have seen a scene with Daredevil that was exceptional, but three minutes when you're in a room at D23 with a giant crowd, that was exceptional, but I don't know what it's going to be, the overall tone. And when they're cheering the whole time, you can't hear a word he's saying. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> you can't hear all the one-liners. Charlie Cox is just being awesome <laughs> the culture Everyone just popping off in the crowd. Some right sort now. of man without fear. <laughs> nah. Just doing like Will Smith where he just says catchphrases. I'm like, this is excellent. I'm to a point now where I feel like any the writers and directors who are involved obviously have a say, but I feel like just any time Charlie Cox is Matt Murdock, he will bridge some of that gap. Yeah, he just demands it of it. Like, yeah, I just think Just like fucking Ryan. Ryan was like, oh, I could do D23, or I could just do it my goddamn self. Like, I love that Ryan Reynolds is like, two weeks after D23, I've been outshined every announcement ever as Deadpool with Hugh Jackman walking behind me. Well, That is the lowest, like, it's just so, it's, it's the lowest need. stakes, highest reward. So That's a big mic drop. I mean, I, I, I wonder if, this is turning into a random podcast now. I do, I do <laughs> wonder, with what you said, if, like, Maybe there was some consideration into the fact of how much that would overshadow everything. Everything, because it, it's like, how do you win with these conventions? Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, he's responsible for not just a gin company, not just a phone company, but he's got a marketing company, and I think that he wanted to control it completely. Yeah, be, you well, don't control the narrative of D twenty three. Yeah, because then you could do the two videos like he did. Exactly. At the same time, like so of, of not showing up at D twenty three, you know, I think. That allowed people to get excited for Werewolf by Night, even Which though there was a there, even though there was a big like you know um, commentary around the internet that like D twenty three was a letdown. That like, one trailer was st- such a moment. It gave people the time to get really interested in well, Werewolf by Night looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and uh, a boost. So yeah, I mean, if that happened, no one would care about any other stuff. Right, nobody talked about. We'd be talking about it right now, like we are. Love that cameo from Deadpool. <laughs> 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 Remember <Yeah>. the shoes? <laughs> so good. So good. Deadpool by night. Deadpool by night. Loved it. Crush. Loved Deadpool Very excited by night. about it. 
Deadpool Love and Thunder is good. <laughs> you know, there's this Deadpool and Lush of the Ten Rings. There's there remember that time when Conan this is also post credits. Remember the time when Conan <laughs> got fired now. from Jay Leno uh, from from Tonight Show? Yeah. yeah. And then when he started coming back, you could feel like there was a bit of darkness in oh, his humor. Oh, I loved that. And, and, and I'm like, sometimes that comes out of you too. Like, just a really, just a really nice guy, like a sweetheart, but that that nice Boston Irish guy. Somehow, the guy who will cut upset. you is in there. Somewhere. And now there's some dark humor coming it's, out. Yep, that's, it just some, percolates. There's some dark resentment. I coming really out. like the idea of being TBS Conan for a while. Yeah, you bring it, Internet. Let's fucking so, dance. Eventually, Conan came back to being. You more grounded and you know like it just eventually like, oh, yeah you know what got there was that period where he had a real you know, dark you know what got him there greg you know got him there lots of fucking money <laughs> yeah that's if right. you want me to get happy again marvel you got my number all right guys we're we're really done now post credit scene's been a long it's over. one it's right, been... bye, bye everyone <laughs> go it's a deadpool reference oh my god i just got it <laughs>